Hello, Internet. Welcome to a very special episode 69 of the Frank Skip Podcast, a video game discussion podcast and everything that comes along with that. Mostly I'm saying that as a backdoor excuse to talk about movies and comics (laughs) because I'm hosting this and football and I'm hosting this week so I can do whatever I want. I am one of your hosts, George Loftus. Joining me through the magical series of tubes and strings and wires that is the internet, we've got Elijah, the meatloaf chest himself, local lizard man to your local streamers. <laughs> I would do anything for love. I'm just going to end there because it's kind of true. So, <laughs> I would do. I would do that. <laughs> here, here's a side thing. I was listening to an album today that I haven't listened to in years. 22 years this album has been out. And it still slaps. Okay, wait, hold on. Twenty two years. Digimon ago. the movie soundtrack. No, but that's a great Dang album. It. <laughs> uh I will say Pokemon probably had like the more iconic song, obviously. You're thinking the, way too soundtrack. No, I know, but I'm just saying like the the Digimon the movie soundtrack is like legit good. Like a bunch of bops. It also had songs that probably weren't the best for kids, like the Rockefeller Skank. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> the impression enough, that I get. If you're old enough to Digimon, you're old enough to know what a skank is, I think. <laughs> the impression that I get, the song literally about I might have gotten her pregnant. Okay, Elijah, we want to know, though, what's what's this this album you're talking about? Lens. Oh, God, what is the name of it? Steal My Son, whatever that one. Yeah, that one, yeah. That album is fantastic. That album sucks. <laughs> there is one good is song. There is one good song. It's the one song everyone knows by Len. You ask a hundred people to name a second song by Len. A hundred people are going to go, wait, they had more than one song? Look, that album is Hot Fire. Beautiful Day featuring Biz Marquee. Great song. R.I.P. Biz. Yeah. Yeah. Cryptic Souls crew, so fun. Okay, I'm the host, so I can cut this off. The album's garbage. I love you so much. You're one of my favorite people, but that is just just bad noise for ears. Uh, also joining us through the internet, uh, the man who puts the hot in Hotlanta, Austin Fresh Cut Eller. Austin, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, George. And I have to say, Digimon, I mean, what a superior show in every way to, oh, yes. to Pokemon. Well, oh, it's just 10, it's so much better. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just better in every way, better in every way. They might not have had as good of games, though. I will say that. But and then Digimon World Two came out and changed everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what it, when it comes well, to the anime, frame skip, the Digimon World Two uh, fan cast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a so Polygon is owned by a large company that also for a while owned. Um, SB Nation, which was like a sports company. Yeah. And so there was there was a crossover video that Polygon made where it was basically like an altered history about like what would have had to happen for Digimon to become like the uh, the dominant anime for younger kids the way Pokemon was. And it was a pretty fascinating idea. And like the uh, the inflection point was you remember that episode of Pokemon where it was like a Porygon episode and like it just like hospitalized a bunch of children because yeah. The, yeah. the bright lights like triggered seizures. So the idea was that because of that episode, Pokemon was just dead on arrival in the States. And it was just like what Digimon would have had to have done to become like 
the most popular children's anime. And uh, I really, really recommend this video from Polygon. It was them clearly making it under the influence of SB Nation, currently uh, Secret Base on YouTube, which is one of my favorite channels. They make incredible content. Digimon was just more fun, too. <laughs> uh, fun fact about Digimon that not a lot of people know. Digimon originated in America, but no company in America wanted to make the show. So the the creator mm. went over to Japan where Pokemon just came out and and pitched it and they accepted it because of Pokemon's massive I didn't success. actually know that. Yeah, wow. the person who originally came up that was American. I mean, it was just so cool because it's like, you know, I really want to hang out with Charizard, but like I can't sit on the couch with Charizard. I can sit on the couch with Charmander. You know, it's so just the the built-in idea of like, oh, we can get super powerful and then go down to being like adorable and yeah. uh, pint-sized. And yeah. the fact that we can talk like adults is really cool. I was going to say, they can communicate. That's fascinating. They're not just saying their names over and over again. Well, that, and let's be honest, it had a more interesting art style. Like, I love like the watercolor backgrounds. Yep. Uh, I love the idea of them being transferred into a computer because that, that show came out right as everyone was like obsessed and terrified of Y2K. Yep. yep. Got it. What What a time. Seriously, what a and, time. and I like that they continued the series understanding that people were growing up. So they made a series to grow up with the viewers in the new one. It, so I haven't good. watched it yet. I'm not going to lie. I cried in the last episode. <laughs> well, because it's releasing. I've only seen like the DVDs pop up. So is it like OVAs, like like a five part like movie series, e basically? Each one is basically three episodes. OK. So, so just, good. All right. Cool. I have the first one. Did you want to try? Like that's. Yes. Okay. It's a, it's a technically one. season three. Gotcha. All right. Might be worth checking that out then. But hey, we're a video game podcast. Let's talk about some games. Who wants to go first? Who's 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 more eager to talk? I want Elijah to go. All right. Well, that's it's decided then. All right. It is decided. So there are three games I played. One of them is seriously glitched, and that's B Simulator. Uh, <laughs> I do not. Oh my god! I, how is this game? I do not recommend. How is this the leadoff game? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm 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 getting the bad, throwing it out the window to make more room for the good. And shuffling out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Exactly. If I'm going to party, I'm going to party with the good. I'm going to send the bad out the window and just hope there's nothing underneath to catch it you mean you're gonna send the bees out the window right exactly you say you hope there's nothing underneath the ketchup <laughs> underneath <laughs> to catch it uh, to catch it okay i was like sorry i thought that was like a philly idiom and i wasn't no. sure like, that's no um like, i thought pittsburgh was the ketchup city but all right all right all right good old hind <laughs> no um it, it is seriously glitched a uh, number of times i would finish a quest and and it would be like all right i'll finish the quest yeah, no, I did. How about you finish the quest? No, I, I did. Why don't you finish the quest? I'm like, what do you think I did? And I'll be like, sting this person. And they'll just show the person just run. And then turn around and start running another direction. And it's like, sting the person. And I'm like... So what I'm hearing is this sounds like Buck Bumble, but like terrible. Whereas Buck Bumble was fantastic on the N64. I was going to say... I don't even know what g game that is, but I can already assume it's better than that. Basically, Elijah, it was a bee that had a machine gun, and you flew around just killing other insects. Message me that, because I need that game. <laughs> but, uh... Wait, the a, a be 110% be honest with me right now. B. <laughs> did you... 
<laughs> did you buy this game for either streaming clout or for a trophy? Like trophy. For, for the platinum. Yeah. Pretty easy platinum, except a number of them are glitched. Uh, so, like, you can only get the platinum if you don't update the game. Because updates took out quests that you need trophies for. Like, you need you need to beat these quests to get trophies, and the quests don't exist anymore. So, like, you need to revert back to that save. Uh, you need to make sure not to do something else. So, when you finish your first playthrough, you start the next playthrough and do two certain things to finish out that one collectible trophy that is glitched in one playthrough. It's terrific. It's great. It's terrible. <laughs> but the two games I do want to talk about, the actual good ones. All right. First up, we got Shadow Hearts. I've been playing. It's a PS2 gothic horror JRPG. Three buzzwords had me in. Yeah. Now. Now. Buzzwords. <laughs> oh, B. <laughs> <laughs> I think of this game similar to, like, you know, your old school Final Fantasy or whatever. But there are a couple main differences. First, the battle system. While it may seem normal, each attack, there is a like ring where it'll say hit X in the uh, attack circle three times. And there will be like three sections of the circle. You have to hit X when the ring gets around to each section. And that'll do an attack. And the more you do, the better the attack is, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So like, sorry, kind of like rhythm gamey? Yeah, in a way. Okay. Then the each character has SP or what I think someone said stands for like sanity points. And basically if it gets to zero, the character goes berserk and will like, you can't control them then. And they will do any moves they have on any, anything in the fight. So they could just start attacking your other character or something like that. Uh, the, one of the main bad guys is named Henry bacon. So when they start yelling, we need to stop bacon. I can't hold it together because bacon. <laughs> sure. I yeah. could be saying we need to eat him or something. I, you know what? He's a bad guy, so I'm not against it. Another thing is apparently, <laughs> apparently bad people, they should be eaten, right? Elijah. That's exactly. Where... Apparently the main character grows on you, but he starts out as a real creeper. And I was like, I'm streaming. It. I'm just like, whoa, this is not okay. Because he's there oh, she's asleep. Maybe I could have a feel. I'm like, whoa! This is not cool. Apparently, he grows on you. To be fair, uh, wasn't cool when that game came out either. Right? (laughs) Just so we're clear. Yeah, Um, I mean, it was never cool, I guess, is what we're saying. But, like, (laughs) how is this... Apparently, the main character grows on you. Just what I've heard from multiple people. Yikes. Um, But, like, that happened, like, three times near the beginning he said that i'm like can can you stop please but so far it's getting better but like the story is interesting uh not too much has happened yet main story wise i did clear out a village of cannibal demons that uh at night the village just gets covered in blood so there's the horror aspect no it's a it's good so far minus the creeper the last real game I want to talk about. Wait, wait, no, hold on. Sorry, before you get into yes. it. So I'm not super versed in JRPGs. I played a couple, but I'm not going to pretend it's like a genre I'm like an expert in. When you say the story is pretty good, does that mean 
in terms of like a traditional JRPG structure? Does that mean it bucks the the convention of of these games, like what you expect? Like what is what qualifies? It, it's rather typical where not too much has happened yet. We know this main character. There is something about him that he can do these transformations. And this bacon fellow who is a magic user uh, went after this girl, Alice, who we rescued at the beginning. And the whole reason is because the main character gets this voice in his head occasionally that like he should listen to because that kind of gives him advice. And there's this higher up magician that this bacon fellow is working for that is going to ascend in some festival um but alice is apparently the only person that can stop him that's kind of where i'm at right now story-wise it's not too far in i'm only about five six hours maybe uh about like one sixth of the way my guess but yeah it's fun so far the real game i want to talk about actually came out today is Kana Bridge of Spirits, which I've been incredibly excited for. And of course, I pre-ordered this game last week, and yesterday morning they announced a physical edition. Uh, so I'm going to be getting both. These comes with the soundtrack. But Kana, the best way I can explain this is it reminds you of a PS2 game. But when I say that, do you remember what everybody said about Octopath Traveler when it came out? Yeah, it's just like this is what 16-bit RPGs are like in my head. Like the, this is the way I remember them. Exactly. And that's what I mean by it feels like a PS2 game. It's much better, but this is exactly this feels exactly how you remember playing Ratchet and Clank for the first time. That's what it like it's that same it is gorgeous. It reminds me of a Dreamworks movie. This game has no right being this beautiful, honestly. Well, that studio is like a former like animators, right? Like yes. that that was like their thing. They were like an actual like animation studio. All they've ever did is animation. This is their first game. They did a bunch of Coke commercials in China and they did a Majora's Mask little fan movie thing. Oh yeah, that one was sick. Yeah. And yeah, this is their first game. It is I loathe to say a budget title. Because it is a $40 game, but it doesn't feel like it. Uh, it, From what I hear, I'm about one-fourth of the way through, maybe one-fifth. And it is so charming. These rots are adorable. The story is, it's so-so. It's kind of its weakest point. The overall story... I don't really know too much about yet, but there are like little characters you learn and learn about and kind of help along the way. And their stories are super good. Like I'm helping this first character pass on because as a spirit guide, Kana's whole basically job is to help spirits who have been able to unable to pass on. And you find this village that's overcome with this rot that there's this like main antagonist we don't really know his story or anything yet but he's the one kind of causing all this to happen and it's not just that he can't pass on there's he's there's something keeping him here for like a selfish purpose but we don't know yet 
this game is adorable and I am loving it. And I can't say for sure since I haven't beaten it yet, but as of right now, it looks like this game could make it into my top five of the year. Oh, damn. One, one day into it, right? Yeah. Like so much about this game is great. There are like the combat is fine, but I say that as in like this combat is better than it should be. So I take that as you will. There are downsides to this game. Uh, it, it's not like your triple A game, but it's so good. And like you're not paying full price for it. This game is worth full price, in my opinion. It It's just everything. Oh, and the, the music is astounding. So I, good. It just looks fantastic. And I mean, had I not just bought Deathloop, I definitely would have picked it up. But um, it looks so good. And I mean, even from the trailers, ever since they first showed it off, I mean, it's an astounding to me that they could pull off that kind of animation, like Pixar looking style and put it in a video game. And I know people make that comparison a lot with Ratchet and Clank, but I, I don't think it's fully on that level. I think there's something with Kena, no, like though. the character, the character design is, but like yeah. besides that, like the actual game world, I don't think is very Pixar like yeah. with this. I mean, the, the gameplay to me, based off the trailers, I mean, it literally looks like, I mean, you could pull shots, screenshots from the, the game, straight up gameplay. And, yeah. and you know, if I didn't know, I, I would say, you know, maybe that's a, a Disney or a Pixar film, which isn't just crazy. Photo mode, I am loving. I'm, I'm spending a lot of time in that, I have discovered. And now that I got the bow, I'm going to spend even more time in photo mode because I have some new pictures to take. Cool. Yeah. All the, all the reviews I've seen is just like, it's like, like a 3D Zelda game, it's like or like an old 3D Zelda game, not like Breath of the Wild, you know, like the bad yeah. one. Uh, it's it's yeah, like Okami, right. like it's it's like a fun like action adventure game. Which Okami is a great reference I've seen a number of times now, which actually has me interested in trying Okami. Oh, Okami's fantastic! What a good game! It's pretty. Uh, fun. So the physical copy though, Elijah, is it out now or is that something? It later? comes out in November. Okay, because that might be when I grab it. Yeah, that like I already, you know, I bought the game, I pre-ordered it, whatever. I have zero problems getting another copy of this game because I like I I love this game. It is worth it to me. Like I will cool. gladly pay a hundred dollars in the end for this game. Is it coming out at sixty physically? Fifty. Fifty. It is the deluxe edition of the game. So it comes with the soundtrack, extra DLC, and a sticker sheet. Oh, that's nice. Nice. But that's all I have. Cool. What, uh, what What's your beverage right there? <laughs> blackberry White Claw. I didn't know there was a Blackberry. Uh, I drank pineapple the other night. I don't love the pineapple one. I'm oh, sorry. I don't like the first pineapple. Like, the third one's all right. <laughs> first one's <laughs> a little rough. First one's a little rough, but by the third one, it all tastes great. Oh, God, love it. Love it. Everything love it. tastes the same at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, would you like to go next and talk about what you've been playing yeah um i've really only been playing one game but i will say that we all did play the um ghost of tsushima tsushima legends mode the other day and it was george and i's first time trying that out and uh just really cool really neat that they were able to kind of do that with that gameplay and and that game um you know i really loved... upsetting that you can't do story mode with more than two players though yeah i will say that that was kind of disappointing like i kind of get it from like I played some story mode on silver by myself. La yeah. Last night. 
and like I was able to beat the mission, so I I get it in a way, but also I I don't like to like it to be that limited. Yeah, well, and especially when the whole mode is supposed to be about co-op and and four player co-op, I yeah. feel like is like the the big thing, and so it is kind of disappointing that yeah, you there. I guess there are those specific story missions which we didn't do at all that are two player only, which kind of sucks. But it's super cool. It's really strange to me that like they thought about how to create a multiplayer mode for this game and there was nothing for infamous ever and like i i get it like i mean that that seems difficult as as hell but man just can you imagine though like just create it like i feel like that would be a pretty fun multiplayer suite i actually had someone say when that trailer for spider-man 2 started and it just shows the street and then you see the lightning she freaked out and she's like is this an infamous i for sure thought it was infamous as well. i did too no, I, I, that is interesting, though, George, because that would be I feel like that'd be pretty straightforward. I mean, back in the day, if you were just in like a six V six like deathmatch style game, I mean, it's basically just a shooter. Yeah, with, with hands, like a few hand, extra yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird to me that they developed this like level editor and that was like the multiplayer interaction. And so it's really encouraging to see them like that was like the last time they like really tried to do multiplayer, right? And then so. to go from that to this extremely polished thing, uh, I was really impressed with it. I don't know how much I'll keep playing it, but I was really impressed with like how well thought out the multiplayer was. Um, Elijah, please. A hand shooter. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> A hand shooter. I am using that in my everyday life now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, some way. Now, I, I want to play through Legends just to... There are only two trophies that you have to have like three players to get or more. Um, we'll and that's get those pop complete, there, don't worry. complete the raid and play like finish survival on gold. So not too bad then if you no. can get get people enough people with high enough gear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and it's just to play through it because like all the gear is shared among all the classes and i just unlocked the last class last night so <clears throat> that class immediately got ranked up to key like 50 right i'm so, just sitting here that. with key 21 like some kind of <laughs> jerk i guess hey you're gonna say i think i'm about there too 20 ish i was so happy because after the first time we played i equipped gear and i was like one key higher than austin i was like that sucks to be austin austin sucks at this game and then like we played some more stuff and then like we equipped everything then austin was like two key higher than me i'm like this sucks (laughs) like i'm just a a babby over here in the corner not being able to do anything with my low key (laughs) a babby i love that that's good um Aside from that, though, they're the only other game I've been playing. I literally said last week that I would not be buying until Black Friday, and I did buy it, and that is Deathloop. <laughs> so, oh my God, dude, how I, good is Deathloop? George, I, at this point, unless something crazy comes out, it's it's going to be my game of the year. Like, I I don't think there's anything that's going to be able to beat this for me. Um, and I'm so glad that I bought it. Because I, I really was going to hold off. And just, I think you and I were in the same boat, George. Elijah, I know you weren't really looking forward to it. Um, but I, I've always found this game appealing. Just because the style of the game. The, and we talked about it earlier in the year, George. Kind of the, to me, this game has a real style to it. The whole kind of like 60s, like Vertigo-esque, like kind of theming. And um, it's, it's just a, an, an incredible kind of thematic 
game, I, I guess I would say. Like, it, it just follows this theme. And so on that front, just I know we've gotten trailer after trailer after trailer, and I know that people have gotten after tired trailer. of trailer. Yeah, after trailer. But I've always been looking forward to this game. And um, yeah, this is one of the few games I could say that has like lived up to the hype. Yeah, like it, it sucks because it was it's been delayed, right? Wasn't it? It was supposed to come out back in May. It's supposed to be May. Yeah. And so like that sucks. And so obviously with that becomes like a whole new level of like marketing that they have to do for the game right. because all, all the time they bought for it back then, they were probably able to get like a little bit of money back for it. But like they still like, OK, now we got to pimp this game. Uh, living up to the hype and you're right dude like it's just dripping with personality like it is just so stylized to a point where like it feels it feels crafted and not like designed like I, I don't really know how to how to articulate that point but like it feels so right. lovingly built in a way that I think a very few games recently have been yeah and it's like it's just something about it I, I mean and I will say the I mean, the only issue I've really had with it so far is the the game is a little unstable at times. I know, George, you're playing it, too. And obviously, if that hasn't been made clear at this point, but I did have the game crash on me once, um, which was a little frustrating because the way the the um, the game works, it's not a roguelike game. It just has roguelike elements, if that makes sense. It's kind of hard to explain. It's more story based and and you do what you want to do essentially it's not like you're repeating the same actions over and over again yeah um, i guess sorry to take the one out yourself yeah. but for anyone who was going to grab it because it's a roguelike like that's why i was hesitant to grab it and then i said well screw it like i haven't played really a playstation 5 game on my playstation 5 yet this is the closest thing yet to one and like it absolutely is but it feels more like a puzzle game yes than than a, a roguelike and like it's just the roguelike idea is that like you can die and reset the day, but like you actually can die multiple times before the day gets reset. So like that sort of took a lot of pressure and anxiety out of the way for me. Um, yeah. When it comes to playing the game. And so because of that, it does feel more like a puzzle where like, if I die, I'm like, okay, something went terribly wrong. What did I do wrong? <laughs> As opposed to like a roguelike where I'm just happy I made it that far yeah. just to go back to, <laughs> to square zero, you know, it's very forgiving. Um, I would say it's more to me from what I can tell. And and t this is coming from somebody, by the way, that that did not play the Dishonored games and did not play Prey. So, I, I mean, I have no experience with Arcane whatsoever. Um, and I do want to go back and play Prey after this, especially on Series X with the frame rate boost. But um, to me, it seems more like they're kind of giving you this world and letting you experiment with it and do what you want and figure out how you want to kill people or how you want to get to your objective. And I tweeted something out the other day. I, I I just kind of put up on Twitter that to me, this game really gives me feelings that I I haven't felt since playing Metal Gear Solid Five, and simply because that game to me was so special because you could go into any scenario, and I mean you had total freedom. I mean it gave you so many things to use. It, it, you know you you just had the the environment at your disposal. You had all your your weapons and and it's really the same thing here um you know like one of my favorite things i've been doing is is george i'm sure you found these too there are these little turrets that you can hack and take over and one of my favorite things is just going and grabbing one and then if i see like a big group of enemies i'll just toss it into the enemies and then deploy it and it just murders all of them <laughs> yeah so i've been you know there's like fun stuff you can do like that where it's just like kind of giving you creative ways to 
to again look at this world and and tackle the the problems you're facing that and the game feels a lot more like bioshock than i was expecting like yeah. it's kind of stiff. and you got my attention okay it's <laughs> i think it's a little stiff as far as shooters go just like when you're first starting out because like you just have like this machine pistol that's like fine for one or two enemies but like you really shouldn't get into a big firefight with more right. than that with that machine gun pistol thing um but just in terms of like the world they're building the people they're sort of like centering around the story it feels very bioshock where it is asking very similar questions um i i love it i think it's great the story is considerably is... further along than i am um how how far are you in it george uh three or four hours like i played it the night i got it. i played it friday and then all i wanted to do saturday was play it but i don't i'm still building my home yeah and i don't have shades up in the living room where my playstation is and the game was just like i just like literally couldn't see my screen there was just too much glare so i had to wait until night and then i played ghost of tsushima with you guys and then i played battlefront with austin and then i was tired so i was just like oh i'll I'll come back to it i'll come back (laughs) so in the interest of you know i i want to play more games that like everybody's playing even if i'm not um i do plan on getting deathloop that way i'll be able to talk about it yeah. as well so yeah i'll be picking that up maybe black friday i was gonna say right. that's a good black friday game i think because especially bethesda games they always go on sale pretty quickly so yeah i, I bet it'll, and it's a 60 60 game by the way even on next yeah gen, so 50 if you buy it in person at walmart true True. Also, oh, Elijah, I looked this up. Uh, three out of ten platinum difficulty, fifteen to twenty-five hours. See, George knows the ways to get me in. Yeah, uh, one one playthrough, one playthrough too. You can beat the game and then just do yes. cleanup. Okay. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say is that there's not just the single player. There's the invasion mode, which I didn't even know was a thing until like a couple days before this game came out. And so basically the the whole story of the game, and you, I'm sure you've seen it in the trailers, you're playing as this guy named Colt and there's this woman named Juliana that's like hunting you the whole time, kind of like Nemesis in Resident Evil. And um, normally she can just come up on you at any time and try and attack you and kill you. And, you know, it can be an AI character or it can be a real person who can come up and try and murder you while you're trying to do your story. And I've only played as her a couple times, but it's so fun to just be like, okay, I'm playing as cold. I'm having a good time. Let's switch over and go kill some cults. Go kill some people playing their single player game and just demolish them. And um, such a like interesting mode to just kind of throw in there as like a kind of like a um, kind of like a brief kind of down moment for you to say, okay, I've had enough of the the story mode for a second. Let's just have some fun little action. And it's super cool. Well, I haven't I haven't played as Juliana yet, so I have to assume because like I'm playing as Colt. Uh, like I said, I'm only three hours in. I've only unlocked like the first gun. Um, so I've been doing like a pretty stealthy approach. And like one thing that like so it, I thought I was a roguelike and I was like really terrified. But I bumped into like the, these people called like ones like yeah, I think it's called an Eternalist, where it's like mini boss kind of, where it's like slightly more powerful than like the uh, the stock soldier. 
And uh, I killed him to like get his cool loot or whatever. And but that set off some alarms. And then there was just so many people. And then I I died. And I was like, damn it, I was supposed to sneak into this building. So then when I like came back, I came back by the building I was supposed to be into. But like all the people I had attracted were still over by my body looking for my body. And I was like, oh, well, now I can get into the building. <laughs> so like there's just certain like elements that happen where like dying sometimes actually makes parts of the game easier but like you don't want to lose all your lives because then like you lose every, like your your progress like you don't lose the information you get which is really cool it's so, like the story keeps moving forward but like some of the smaller items you'll find in the world will will be lost if you lose all your lives but it's also pretty forgiving stealth game too yeah so and and you mentioned about it like crashing a few times on you one yeah. of my friends was streaming it on pc and she was having such a troublesome time with it like this one error kept popping up that was the game itself she knew it had nothing to do with her pc or that and it just was having such a hard time with it and she has a pretty decent pc but she had to knock a lot of stuff down to low just for it to actually run yeah and i've heard the pc version specifically has some issues right now um like considerably compared to the PS5. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're you're primarily a PC gamer and interested in the game, maybe look into that a little bit first. Um, I can't speak for the PC version, but I mean, the PS5 version, admittedly, it's crashed on me once in seven hours, but it was kind of frustrating because I was like at the, the end of like a 30 minute day and obviously it crashed and then I had to redo the whole day, which was pretty, pretty frustrating because the way the game works, you can't save unless you're you're through that time period, essentially. So, um, but yeah, I mean, overall, though, I again, only probably a quarter of the way through the game, a third of the way through the game. I, I think it's fantastic and I, I really do think it lives up to the hype. So definitely a, a must play if you're. On PS5 and looking for for something new. Yeah, um, anything else you've been playing? Nope, that's it. <laughs> all right. Uh, so like I said, I wanted to keep playing that game, but there was like too much glare. And I'm like, all right, well, that sucks. Like, all right, so like maybe I'll play something I'm a little more familiar with. Um, I got back into Mass Effect. I got back into Mass Effect so hard. Uh, I went from nice. doing like one of the main planets. I think it was Pharos. You know, the place with like the, the weird Thorian husk people. Right. Uh, and then I'm like on the last mission right now. Like I need to go save the Citadel. Uh, and like, you know, like I sat down with it twice <laughs> since Saturday and I'm already, I'm already there. Um, all I'll say is people need to stop bashing the original Mass Effect. That game is incredible. And I think all the performance issues were probably a fair reason to bash on the game, but that is no longer the game you're playing. You're not playing like the Legendary Edition. Story wise, and- I was so much more in to the first game than the second game. I think the second game is dope because it's basically like you're assembling a heist and yes. the entire game is just like the montage of you getting your crew together. Yeah. Uh, but I, I agree that I think Mass Effect 1 is probably like the highlight. It's probably it's definitely the best story. My favorite game, I think, is still 3 because like 3 isn't about the ending. The entire game is the ending of Mass Effect. It's not the end of the game that pisses you off. It's the fact that Mass Effect is over it pisses you off um so man i'm just so excited and like i said they fix the trophies which is really all i wanted i just wish the remaster had the the multiplayer for three because i would be playing the living crap out of that if it if it had it at this point if they even like just release it as like a 15 dollar add-on you know how like with master chief collection they were just like 
yeah, here's uh, ODST. Yeah, here's here's Reach. They're not Master Chief, which is why we didn't include them. But yeah, you guys wouldn't shut up. So here you go. Um, yeah, I'd I'd be down to play that. Um, God, it was so much fun back then. Although I will say, it was so it was such a bummer because I remember like playing that to get my galactic readiness up, and then like I I was in college when that came out. I like grabbed it on my spring break. Uh, took longer than my spring break to to beat it. Um. And I remember like getting my galactic readiness up to 100%. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Then coming back to it two days later and seeing my galactic readiness had like dropped down to 60%. Because I'm like, oh, you got to keep doing it. Oh, that's bad design. I don't want to keep keep doing it like this. Uh, but all right, EA, you win me. You win this round. Um, <laughs> besides that, uh, dude, I got a new podcast game and it is Star Wars Battlefront 2. That multiplayer is still excellent. And I'm really happy, Elijah, that Battlefield 2049 or whatever, 2042. What, what, what is the year? What year are we on? 2042. 2042. I'm really happy that that's coming out and you're looking forward to it. But man, I'm so bummed out because that means we are not getting a Battlefront this year. I need more Battlefront. Battlefront 2 is like a perfect multiplayer game. <laughs> I also enjoy how George kept upping the year. 2040, 2064, 2087. I don't remember. <laughs> Well, because wasn't there, there was 2149, right? Well, that was like 2142. I don't know if it was on PC. I don't remember, honestly. No, it was, the Battlefield it was games ran together. It was like a 360 Xbox, like cross. Yeah, it was, it was 2142. Yeah. Okay. I see, I, that that, that's why I couldn't remember which year it was. I'm sorry. Because they, they go high. When they go high, we go low and we guess smaller numbers, I guess, is the lesson <laughs> learned there. Um. Yeah, Mass Effect, um, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Deathloop. And then the game I played the most this weekend. Austin, you asked me when I was going to swear. Here's the swear. I got throttled in all of my fantasy leagues this week. I'm in five leagues. In four of those leagues, I went up against either Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, or Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones. I got... I got annihilated to the point where I was rooting for the other team because they were all setting high score records in each of the leagues. Oh, fantasy football, you fickle mistress. I love how much I hate you. I hate how much I love you. I won three of my 10 leagues. I get it. Eat 10,000. Elijah, I hate you so much right now. That's okay. If it makes you feel any better, uh, all of the leagues I won in were my, literally my three non-money leagues. <laughs> okay, that checks. <laughs> that that's what fantasy football feels feels most right. Um, I don't want to sound too dramatic, but if I don't get Rondale Moore off the waiver wires in all my leagues, I might kill myself. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I might might not make the show next week. My um, best friend won one hundred and eighty dollars on that game because he bet on uh two-leg bet of Kyler Murray getting 400 yards and Rondale Moore getting over 100 yards. Kyler Murray, Murray threw for 401 yards. I thought he got exactly 400. That's incredible. <laughs> and Rondale Moore had over 100. So he turned his $10 bet into 180 bucks. Man, we love a good parlay, don't we? Uh, let's not talk about parlays anymore because last Thursday I did like a five leg parlay to turn my two dollars and fifty cents into thirty eight dollars. 
Hey, Elijah, this and, is why we don't bet. This is why we don't bet on the NFC East, buddy. This is why we just leave them alone, buddy. Hey, hey, four <laughs> of those legs happened. You know the one that didn't happen? The only one that should have happened. Antonio, Antonio Gibson, Gibson, Gibson touched over 80. Hey, that's what screwed me, too. Thanks for nothing, AG. I can't believe I took you in the first round. Ugh, ugh, I should have taken JD McKissick at the rate we're going. God, I love fantasy football. I hate it, but I love it. I was really expecting I love fantasy football and then you to just drink an entire beer. No, um, even worse than go like uh, I won like my college league, which is I'll be honest, the one I care least about because everyone in that league cares the least about that. league. So it's just like really like low effort. That's like when I'm like, I'm going to have a fun draft. And um, yeah, I wanted that one, which I don't care about. But in like the other ones, like I just got absolutely hammered. The fact that like. The fact that Aaron Jones got three reception touchdowns and that Devontae Adams didn't get a single god reception touchdown is just infuriating. It is just, oh my god, I'm still so angry yeah. about it. <laughs> I lost by four points to Aaron Jones. And if just one of those touchdowns I got to my boy Devontae Adams, I lost to a guy who started Trey Lance. Trey didn't even play. Like, that was his quarterback. Got zero points for his freaking quarterback, and I lost to him. God. George, I feel like listening to this conversation is what people listening to just our video game talk hear when they know nothing about video games. That's what I'm hearing right now. I'm just, like, hearing, like, all this nonsense happening. Well, it's, it's one of those things. It's fascinating. It's one of those, it's one of those things where, like, you might not understand what I'm saying, but you understand tone. <laughs> right. right. So you can see me losing my mind in real time. Trying to understand. <laughs> in, in, in my hope, I picked up uh, Davis Mills after the draft in a few leagues. So uh, I have another starting quarterback for now. Oh, my God. Okay. He's playing for the Texans. I didn't like, say I have a good one. That's so good here's one. here's what we need to do next year, because we didn't do it this year. We need to combine the fantasy football thing with the video game thing, which we talked about doing. Yes, the fantasy, the fantasy video game draft. Yeah, fantasy critic. Yeah. Do you know I've what this is, George? Yeah, I do. I've got friends who are into okay. it also. So, like, I don't know if it's one of those things where, like, with fantasy football, you want at least eight people. Yeah. I don't know what you want with with fantasy video game credit. I did it a couple years ago, and I think we had a six or seven. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I usually see it with, like, five or six people. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, yeah, we need to do that at some point. And I would say a good good starting time would just be January, January. 1st. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah, maybe we can do that. Cool, cool. All right, that, that concludes. Thanks for letting me have that swear. Oh, of course. I, I, I mean, I'm going to edit it out. So. I know, but I'm just so frustrated <laughs> by, by Aaron Jones. I mean, that fair. I, I don't blame you. It's just that, like, the Packers were up. They didn't have to throw. Aaron Rodgers threw, but he threw to his goddamn running back, not his all-star receiver. It's mm, It's whatever. It's fine. Video games. Video games. <laughs> Not a whole lot else to talk about in terms of video games. We talked about what we played. We got some news items that we kind of want to clear up. Um, so, turns out, Night's Old Republic that was announced at the uh, PlayStation stream last week, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I don't know what time is anymore. Uh, that is a timed exclusive for PlayStation, uh, which is funny yeah. considering that the original Night's Old Republic was an Xbox exclusive. Uh, I've seen a bunch of like op-eds talking about how this is like a major win for Sony. 
in terms of just like third party support. Uh, how do you feel about that? Because I am inclined <laughs> inclined to disagree that this is like a huge win. I think it's cool, but I also don't think it's like I, I don't think this makes up for losing Bethesda. I so, guess is what I'm saying. I don't think it makes up for losing Bethesda, but I do think of it as a win in the way that anybody who has like been mainly a PlayStation gamer has not had the chance to play this game. Sure. And so now they have a chance and it's coming out on their console first and they can play it without a majority of people being like, you know, close to release. Hey, I wonder if they'll, I wonder how they're going to handle insert major story spoiler here. Like from people who have played it. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but I just know that Twitter can be a terrible place. Mm-hmm. So this should help at least kind of let people go in fresh without needing to worry about that. But I, I just think it is a win, not so much for PlayStation itself, but for the people who play on PlayStation. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. I don't, I don't necessarily know that it's a win because it's exclusive or timed exclusive necessarily. I mean, it's nice, but I mean, you can say that about so much, so many other games. I mean, as far as like we got, uh, what was it? Uh, rise of the tomb Raider was the second one, right? That was Xbox, Xbox exclusive, timed exclusive yeah. right here. And it was like, yeah, I mean, that's cool. And then eventually it came out everywhere else. And, you know, um, also, we all we all know how that goes at this point. Also, it died on Xbox because it came out the same right. day as Fallout Four, yeah. November <laughs> yes. November eleventh. Yeah. Well, and even yeah, Deathloop, Deathloop. Remember the, Deathloop remember the, the stats that yeah. Hornhub released that uh, user activity went down <laughs> because of the infamous release of Tomb Raider. Yes, <laughs> Rise of the Tomb, Tomb Raider. Raider. <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely Tomb Raider's fault. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like I said, even Deathloop is the same. You know, next year it'll be on Game Pass. It'll be on Xbox, and it'll it'll be free on Game Pass. But I think I, I agree with Elijah. I think this is more so when that it's even on PlayStation in the first yeah. place. I think that's a huge deal because like I was never really an Xbox person back in the day. I mean, I had an original Xbox, but it ran like crap on the original Xbox. That's what I've yes, it ran it like crap on the 360. Like that was. Yeah, I bought that game, tried to play it on my Xbox. It would barely work. So I'm like, uh, all right, whatever. This game's busted. And then I just played other stuff. And then I got a 360 and then I tried it and it was a little bit better. It plays great. Like with the digital file on your, like I'm only playing it on like my Xbox one. I assume it's fantastic on series X and series S. Um, I don't know, man. I just, the more I think about it, the more I'm not sure that like aspire yeah. is the right studio. I'm kind of on that at that same place. Like, I mean, they're a porting studio. So yeah. Uh, and and I mean, truth be told, I haven't looked into their history much. So maybe they have made full fledged games or or done like higher quality games before, and um, that's that's certainly possible. I just don't know. I'm I, I'm not knowledgeable enough, but I'm not convinced that this is going to be the remake that people are expecting it to be. I'm not going to say I'm not cautious because I am, but I'm more curious than anything. Yes, because of like you just said, we don't know what this team can do. So like. This could turn out horrible or it could turn out great. It's like we're experiencing right now with Kana. We didn't know what that team could do. We didn't know if this was going to turn out horrible or great. We had, we had nothing to look back on. So I, I, I'm getting that same way with Aspire, too. I'm very cautious, but I'm curious more than anything. 
And they've been a really good port studio. Like, I know a lot of people know them from everything they brought to PlayStation recently, like all the Star Wars titles. Uh, but I knew them in college as like the 99.999% sure that they were actually the team that ported like the Call of Duty games to Mac. Because that was like the first thing they started doing was porting PC games to Macintosh. And I remember like playing Star Wars Empire at War on my MacBook and it just ran beautifully. Like I remember playing all these games, uh, Knights of the Republic on my Mac. Like they, they were able to crack it and like figure it out. Um and bring it to these devices that hadn't really had many games come to them, except like Spore. I remember Spore was a big deal on Mac. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spore. Yeah, they have. <sighs> so they, they have done a lot of Call of Duty stuff. They, I mean, they have a pretty extensive history going back to 1997. They did Carmageddon for Mac. Ooh. Um, well, that, I don't want to knock them because like what, what Blue Point was basically a port studio, right? right? And like, look, right. look what they did. So like that, I, I don't want to. No, you're not like dunk on Asper. Um, or I always call it Asper, Aspire. I don't want to dunk on Aspire. Um, well, it's one like I never like heard it said out loud. I only ever read it from like the screen of my my MacBook. So Asper (laughs) is how I I I said it in my head every time it popped up. Um, that's fair. So yeah, I'm. uh, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Like this doesn't matter. But I am I'm withholding judgment, I guess, but I am cautiously optimistic. Right. So that was news. Um, other news is that um, Insomniac Games were the ones to approach Marvel to produce the Wolverine game, not the other way around. So whatever their idea was, apparently it really wowed Marvel and gave them the green light to produce the game. I'm super excited. I hope we get a weird game that's like a bit more Marvel Universe centric. Like I want to see Wolverine in Madripoor which is like the criminal island seedy underbelly of like everything illegal that happens in the Marvel universe starts on the island of Madripoor. I want to see maybe some stealth sections where he's like a weapon X agent. I want to see maybe even like a war level where he's like fighting in Vietnam. Like I want to see all this weird stuff. Like Wolverine as a character just opens up so many opportunities just because he is so old, just because he has been through so much. And that character is really defined by his trauma. And I kind of want to see it. I want a game that really makes me care about Wolverine because I haven't had a lot of content that has made me care about Wolverine. I've had a lot of content that makes me go, damn, Wolverine is cool. But I haven't had a lot of, uh, you know, empathy for the character. Well, I think that's kind of why, I mean, I've never really read any X-Men comics or or read any, you know, uh, Wolverine specific comics. So that's just something where I'm kind of ignorant and need to to dive into that a little bit more and, and learn more about his character. Um, but no, I'm, I mean, I'm, that's where I was at. And that's why I've said previously that he was just a character, not that I dislike him. He's just, you know, and I'm excited for the game. He's just not one of my favorite Marvel characters. Um, but this is cool though. I mean, and we were talking before the show, I'm pretty sure I had heard an interview with, excuse me for not remembering his name, but Brian something from Insomniac. He was the director of, of Spider-Man PS4. And it was it was the same thing where they had pitched to Marvel um, that they wanted to work on a Spider-Man game and, and Marvel gave them the rights for that game. And so it wasn't, you know, something that had been handed down and, and been like, oh, you guys should work on this. They were they were all kind of behind that idea from the start. So it's awesome to hear that they're on the same page with this. And I did read, by the way, the other day, too, that this they did confirm this is set in the same universe as Spider-Man and Miles Morales. 
So, which is pretty cool. That's and that, exciting. that does open a lot of interesting opportunities in the future. Um, you know, it, what would be awesome, honestly, is if we like see something like this and maybe, maybe in Wolverine, they introduce Hulk or something like there would be some really, really neat opportunities. I think that each, in, each game is just a backdoor to the next game they want to make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that would, that would be super cool. And also there's, um, X-23 is like an awesome character. That would be super cool. Like the way they're doing sort of like the dual storytelling between Peter and Miles would be awesome to to work her in as well. Um, and don't Wolverine and Spider-Man have a number of interactions in the comics that uh, at least one of my, I feel like a couple of them are like pretty famous interactions. There have been some. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, for, and I feel like sure it Wolverine... could set up for like a tag team buddy cop movie of those two yeah that'd be super fun i'm pretty sure wolverine was there when peter found out like what happened to his parents i think i think wolverine might have been involved wow wink (laughs) um all right uh i think we're wrapping up but before we get to the the end credits as it were for the podcast i'm gonna i'm gonna want to try something with you guys i'm gonna read to you a list of games I just want you to tell me if the game is awesome, okay, or bad. Okay. Full caliber. Let's go. That's not. I'm ready. Okay. okay George, you oh, had a so... question you wanted to ask me earlier, too. About... I'm, keeping that for, I'm, I'm keeping that for the end. Okay. All right. So, again, the game is awesome, okay, or bad. You ready? Yep. All right. Bioshock. Awesome. Okay. Bioshock 2. Awesome. And didn't play it. Bioshock Infinite. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Bloodborne. Awesome. Is there anything better than awesome? <laughs> Super awesome. Super, Super mega awesome. Mega awesome, yeah. Uh, he filled in bro- all the blanks. <laughs> Broken Age. Didn't, Didn't play, it. play it. Okay. I'm going to say awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, Darksiders. The first one. Didn't play it. I, yeah, I only okay. played a little bit. I'm going to say okay plus. Uh, <laughs> Doom 2016. Awesome. Bad. Fallout 4. Okay. okay. Uh, Final Fantasy 7, the original, not the, not the remake. Awesome. Yeah, I would say awesome, even though I only played 30 hours. Uh, God of War 2018. Awesome. awesome. Gravity Rush. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> Gra- Gravity Rush 2. I haven't played I haven't, it yet. Neither have I. Okay. Uh, I haven't either, but I assume awesome. Heavy Rain. Okay. Like, worth checking out, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, plus. Yeah, okay, I plus. think I agree with that. Okay. Uh, infamous Second Son. Okay, plus. Okay. I'm going to say awesome minus. I'm going to cheat my own <laughs> my own rubric I gave you guys. Uh, Injustice 2. Didn't play it. Okay. okay. I'm going to say okay, plus. Um, Judgment, like the from the Yakuza series. Awesome. Also didn't play it. I need to c- play more. Killzone Shadowfall, not including the last level. Not including not, the last not including level? including the last level? Awesome. Yeah, there we go. And especially uh, if we include the multiplayer. Yeah. Which is super fun. I'd say okay. Uh, Knack. Okay. Next one. Mafia 3. Didn't play. Didn't play uh, really. I'm going to say awesome. That game was sick. That game was really good. <laughs> uh, Medieval. Like the, the remake. Okay. I never played it. Uh, near Automata. Awesome. 
another one I haven't Pillars played. of Eternity, The Complete Journey. Didn't play. Neither did uh, I. I know Ray's a big fan, so I want to oh, speak yeah, Ray for Ray Apollo game. and say awesome. <laughs> Putting words in my friend's mouth there. Sorry, Ray. <laughs> well, uh, taking them out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that too. Good point. Good point. Uh, PUBG. Awesome. Awesome. Prey. You haven't played Still it. need to play. Yeah, I still need to play, but uh, I am super excited to check it out, especially after my time with Deathloop. Yep. So let's say yep. uh, exciting, like it's at least exciting yep. to me as a game. Um, Rage 2. Didn't play. Yeah, I haven't played it. Didn't play it either. But would you guys play it? Yes, it's on my if Xbox. Given, if, if given the opportunity. OK, yeah. Uh, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. Bad. I didn't play it either. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say it's great. I didn't finish it, but I th- it's like clearly like a good game. I played like ten hours and I couldn't stand to play anymore. Okay, Resogun, awesome, great, yeah, fantastic. Undertale, okay, yeah, I'd say okay as well. I wasn't. I never that. played it, but I know that game is highly regarded. Uh, Until Dawn, awesome, awesome, <laughs> and XCOM Two. Didn't play. It. Haven't played two yet. Okay. I only play the first one also. Um, guess what, guys? All those games are available to download on PlayStation Now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you can just download those straight to your console on your PlayStation 4 and your PlayStation 5. Uh, I don't think that uh, Game Pass is a better service than PlayStation Now. I think it is an exceptionally better marketed service than PlayStation Now. And uh, I'm really frustrated by people who... Um, just think it's like the 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 bee's knees, the bee simulator's knees. <laughs> so uh, it must be pretty mad in that case. Yeah, um, it's just all, all everyone ever hears is the buzz about it. What's super funny too, though, is uh, I've been trying to play my Xbox more recently, and so like awesome, we played Star Wars Battlefront on Xbox. Um, been playing like through the Gears of War uh, series with my buddy Fabio, and uh, I can't find the external drive that I had so much stuff like downloaded onto so instead i've just been like all right well i'm just gonna go naked just gonna go with like the the terabyte that's on like the console and i've gotten to the point where i'm like man i wish i could stream this game <laughs> like i've got no more hard drive space i wish i could just play the game online and so playstation now i'm like oh it's not a bad idea so i decided to look through they've yeah. got hundreds of games you can download those were i thought the best games available that appealed most to me i thought would appeal most to you guys there are hundreds more that you can just play and that does not include the PlayStation 3 titles that you can stream. This isn't an advertisement for PlayStation now, but it is just <laughs> like just a Trojan hey. horse. That's George. Yeah, Jesus well, no, Christ. but it's just everyone talks <laughs> about Game Pass being like the best deal in gaming. And like, maybe yeah. it is like maybe it really is. But I think PlayStation now is just not. Advertised effectively to convey yeah. the the value that it has, especially considering that PlayStation now is $60 a year now. Like those were some quality titles that I listed. Now, obviously, I think that the Bethesda linked ones are going to go away eventually. Yeah, I don't think those deals age, were done like in yeah. perpetuity. Yeah, like I don't think those are going to be there forever. But that said, there's still going to be a ton of games there. For like you years. mentioned, so, all three Bioshocks, great games. Yeah, like that alone, I think is like worth sixty dollars plus. After you do it, just to play those games, you can like. Just play all the other ones I talked about. <laughs> I need to just do like the trial again or something, or by a month and just test it out because, um, I think a lot of what I would do honestly would be the streaming 
but I need to make sure it works because the last time I did it was shortly after it launched. And so I was like doing it on PS3 and mm-hmm. it sucked. It was awful. So, and I, I have not tried it since. And I'm curious now, like having a, a uh, fiber internet connection and my PS5, kind of how like, you know, PS3 games would, would stream on there. Cause I mean, honestly, I've been, mm. there's a lot of PS3 games I want to go back to. I just don't want to break out the PS3. So. I, I'll, I need to give it a shot. I'm going to be breaking out the 360 here soon. And what, what are you playing on 360? Um, Born Conspiracy and 99 Nights. Oh my god. Alright, well hey. Can't uh, can't get in your way. Can't slow you down. Nothing can stop the Loco Lizard Man. For he is Loco. And he is Legion. <sighs> well, I think that concludes a double dipping delicious episode 69 of frame skip. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are hearing this, that means you know how to find the podcast. That's fantastic. Please tell friends that you think might enjoy uh, where they can find it. Uh, it is on your podcatcher of choice. I prefer overcast. I use that on my iPhone. Big, big fan of overcast as an app and uh, Hey, we're there. So if you hate the iPod, or sorry, the Apple uh, podcast app like I do. Check us out there. Austin, are we on Spotify? Yes, we are. We are on Spotify. That is so cool. We're just as important as Taylor Swift. We are just as important as the Red Hot Chili Peppers and so many other things that are available on Spotify. I cannot wait to get my iPod Touch next month. Ooh. Is that a new one or an old yeah, one? Yeah, brand new. That's exciting. You going to get an Apple Arcade? Oh, probably not. I'm just doing it as a way to wear non uh, blue Bluetooth headphones, basically save my phone battery while at work. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, If you have questions, you may hit us up at frame skip pod on Twitter. You can shoot us an email at frame skip podcast. (laughs) What's the email? (laughs) Frame skip podcast at gmail.com. Oh, I was guessing and I was right. Yeah. But oh, George, that's, that's let's, let's let's be honest here. We've been doing this show for a year and a half, and not one person has sent us an email. We've had multiple people do the social media stuff and the the forum, but I think I think it might be time to kill the email. I mean, I well, we we still need it for like the pod being. Well, yeah, right? but I mean, like, okay. yeah. Okay, fair enough. We will I'll stop. Just, I'll, just, I'll just end that. Uh, there did, does anyone does anyone use the Bitly link? All right, let me go get yeah, the sometimes. 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 All right, cool. That's cool. Uh, if you are listening, um, then you know Seth hasn't been here recently, and that's because Seth has gotten a new position at his job, and unfortunately his new schedule uh, clashes with when we typically record. Uh, obviously, we want him on the podcast as much as we can have him. We love that dude. Um, but it seems like for the foreseeable future, he will not be joining us unless something changes for him at work and he goes back to a, a different schedule. Um, so I'm putting a call out. If anyone listening to this has a specific game that they love, that they're obsessed with, um, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on the podcast. We'd love to try to set something up. If you're a huge fighting game fan and you want to talk about Street Fighter, if you're a huge Call of Duty head and you Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi. Yeah. If you you know only play good games, uh, we only let people on who play good games. So yeah, if you're Wait, a but George, of that's, Kasi, then how am I here? Yeah. We we already broke that rule. <laughs> uh but yeah hit hit us up at at frame skip uh pod on twitter uh give us a pitch for the episode that you'd like to join us for 
uh, talking about a game of your choice. If you're obsessed with Fable, if you're obsessed with Forza, if you're obsessed with Star Wars Battlefront, like Monster me, Hunter. I'm sure we've got Monster a lot Hunter. to talk about. What was it? Monster Hunter. People Monster that are Hunter. With Monster yeah. Hunter, please come on. I love that. Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah. Street Fighter Five. Like we would love to have people on to talk about games that we don't talk about often. Also, explain to me why this game, uh, this year's Madden is good or why this year's NBA 2K is good or why it's bad and why I need to play the right one. That would be super fun, too. So that is a call out for guests. Um, I think next week we're going to try to have my buddy Fabio on. I think we got to talk about some stuff. If there's. uh, If there's space for him, I know we got a lot to talk about. Everyone is expecting big things after episode 69. They're like, wow, this is a turning point. for." I mean, honestly, should we just should we just end here? Like, oh, I is think this, we just is keep, this we, the I, end of Frameskip? Uh, I think we just oh, I think we just keep going forever. We just never stop recording because we, we can't top this. So we, like, <laughs> we might as well just like keep the combo going. You know, <laughs> everyone always hopes for big things after 69. It's true. You are right. I just I don't know if. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to make that joke. That's not appropriate. <laughs> Austin already edits me enough on this podcast. Um, speaking of Austin, you can follow him on Twitter at Austin Jeller. Uh, you can follow Elijah at Loco Lizard Man. You can follow Seth at Seth the 90s Kid. Please don't follow him. You can follow Coach at Frame Skip Pod. And you can follow me at PurpleBird616, where I talk about comic books. I'll be honest, guys. I read 30 issues of Daredevil this weekend. I read 14 issues of Thor. I read 30 issues of Captain America. And I've read 20 issues of Fantastic Four. I'm in a big comic swing and it feels good, baby. I'm all caught up on everything. It feels fantastic. So come dork out with me there. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Nice.